Hey everyone, what's up? It's John Enquist, and I am the host of the Modern Contracting Podcast. Uh, it's great to have you with us today. This is our first podcast, so please bear with me if uh, we got any technical difficulties or it's not up to standard. Um, we're going to give it a go. We're going to try our best. Uh, mostly, I just wanted to get started, and I wanted to start helping uh, contractors. Hopefully, this podcast, uh, eventually you'll find very informative and enlightening and inspirational. I hope to inspire some contractors to take some active steps to improving their life. I was a contractor, third generation roofing professional. My grandfather started Andy's Roofing Company in the San Francisco Bay Area uh, back in 1957. And my parents uh, took it over uh, after him in the 80s. And I was fortunate enough to work there for the last 15 years, most recently as the vice president of that company. About a year ago, though, I left to create um, a software called Subtrack, which is a process management software uh, made for contractors. So um, I've done a lot in the industry, and uh, hopefully uh, with this podcast, I can give back a little bit uh, to other contractors where I felt like I was given a lot um, by others in the industry that are teachers and willing to share that knowledge. So, you know, about this podcast a little bit. Um, like I said, I just I just love the construction industry. You know, the workers, the men and women that build our buildings, um, build our infrastructure, our roads, um, our schools, our, our public gathering spaces. I think uh, just such an unsung industry. It doesn't get enough love and attention. All of the creature comforts that um, society tends to enjoy. Uh, were built uh, by the construction industry. So um, have a real soft spot for it in my heart. Um, like I said, my my grandfather uh, was in it. So I'm, I'm a third generation construction guy uh, from the San Francisco Bay Area. So I just, I just love the industry and I want contractors to succeed. You know, I know how difficult it is for contractors this day and age. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. Hopefully, um, we'll go over a lot of different areas that contractors can improve their business, little tips and tricks that helped me in the past. And then I hope to get some guests on here and uh, to eventually interview some thought leaders in the industry uh, to really help uh, small businesses and medium-sized businesses um, succeed. So um, if you're, if you work for a larger company, um, you know, hopefully you can learn something from this too. Um, but we're really probably going to focus on small to mid-sized construction companies, uh, particularly what those owners and high level managers can do to, uh, improve their business. We'll probably do this podcast once a week. I'm hoping maybe about 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to keep it brief. Uh, I know no one has an hour and a half to listen to me talk. So hope to get some good lessons in there. Um, if you like what I say, hopefully you'll like and subscribe to this channel. Um, I don't have any subscribers right now, so uh, if you want to be the first, uh, go ahead and, and hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and um, and also feel free to comment. Leave any comments. I'll be reading them. Uh, whatever direction you guys want me to take on this podcast, happy to go there, happy to answer any questions um, to the best of my ability. Just want to share all the knowledge I have. So yeah, that, that's about it. And, and with, without further ado, we'll get kind of into the first meat and potatoes of what I wanted this uh, podcast to be about, which was the common misconceptions that documenting standard operating procedures in the construction industry commonly receive. So 
Contractors make up all sorts of excuses about why they don't want to standardize their operating procedures. You know, it's tough and I, and I get it. There are a lot of reasons not to, right? But, you know, the truth of the matter is those are all short-term pain points that set you up for a much longer-term success. So I think we got six of uh, these common misconceptions of what contractors believe is holding them back from really systemizing and documenting their business in a standardized way. So without further ado, we'll get on to topic number one, which is that we're too small for SOPs, right? Uh, contractors may think that their company isn't big enough to have to control everyone's special process, that we want to be agile enough to kind of figure things out on the fly. And, you know, that really can't, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, small contractors in particular need that documentation because in a small office, employees tend to wear multiple hats, and it can be daunting for someone who is maybe a project coordinator to come in and try to do an accounting role. But when you have a standard operating procedure for that task that is in a different department within the company, it makes it all that easier for that person to complete that task quickly, efficiently, and completely while minimizing errors. So um, I really believe that small companies can benefit even more from standard operating procedures. There is that uh, instantaneous training moment when someone has to go step outside of their comfort zone, step up, help a coworker, they'll have an idea, an outline of how to do that. So as the business owner, the manager, you're more likely to get those positive results and have a task that is completed in an error-free way. So, you know, long and the short of it is you can't be too small for SOPs. Um, even the smallest companies need standardized operating procedures. Not only to mention, if you want to expand um, from a small business into a larger business, um, you can't really do that without standard operating procedures. So if you're a small company looking to hire, you'll be much more confident with your hiring ability if you know that you can onboard that employee in an efficient way where they will be utilized from day one to maximize their productivity. So if you have a set of standard operating procedures for the position that you're hiring, your onboarding will be a breeze. I know in my in my company, um, hiring was was a really exciting time, right? It's filled with optimism. It's filled with who can we find to really fit this position really well. You get in a really smart person, have them come on board to your team. Day one rolls around and you're like, wow, we have a lot of stuff going on in our current projects. My attention needs to be elsewhere. I don't have the wherewithal to train this person properly. And if you don't train a person properly right from day one, they may get bored, they may get disinterested, they may not start to trust you um, in the way that they thought they could when they first agreed to be hired. So by having these standardized operating procedures, you can feel confident that when you hire someone new, they'll be brought on board and they'll have a training program that can be uh, advantageous to them from day one to get them productive and to get them working to their highest ability. Let's move on to misconception number two, which is that our crews know what to do. Okay, a lot of contractors, um, they come from the field and they just kind of assume that their field leadership team is able to delegate all of these tasks in a way that is efficient and complete. What you really want is you want your best installers installing, right? You don't want your best installers standing around 
or waiting for direction or using their best judgment because they know how to install well. Let them do the thing that they know how to do well and you take the guesswork out of it by giving them a proper framework to operate within. So when it comes time to decide whether I need to work off of a ladder or a scaffolding, you know, you'll have a set operating procedure to let them know that you need to use scaffolding in this situation. So they're not trying to reach and work off a ladder or make up some other, you know, jury rigged um, contraption as we, I'm sure we've all seen uh, on the job site. So you really want to make sure that you keep your installers installing and don't assume that your crews just know what to do. Also, our construction industry, the labor force in the construction industry is declining. Um, and this is a nationwide problem. This is not just in, here in the Bay Area or in other metropolitan areas. This is everywhere. We're losing skilled labor. While that labor is declining nationwide, it's more crucial than ever uh, to have robust training programs uh, on the contractor side. You need to be able to make sure that you can transfer all the knowledge from those current installers um, to the next generation of installers so that you don't lose all of that skill and experience as you transition into the future. The older generation will not be there forever. Let's move on to misconception number three, that documentation is a time sink. Often contractors think that documentation, creating standard operating procedures, it's going to waste too much time. You know, we have our hair on fire. We're solving problems in the day to day. We have project deadlines that we're hitting. I don't have time to do this. Well, that's not really a good reason to not do it. It misses the long-term time-saving implications that standard operating procedures can have. It's a very short-term, short-sighted way to think about standardizing your business and documenting your operating procedures. Let me kind of ask you a rhetorical question since you're not here to answer this, but how many employees are you planning on hiring this year? A growing company will, will hire a number of employees, two, three, five, 10, 20, whatever your number is, each one of those employees is gonna work 2,000 hours for you this year. So if you can document your standard operating procedures for that position and get that new employee up to speed and performing, even if you can just increase their efficiency by 5% over the course of the next year, you'll be able to save 100 hours in your company. And like, what can you do with that 100 hours? If you have things documented up front and you can make that employee more valuable, you may spend even a whole week of their time documenting how they do their job. But even that 40 hour week is nothing when you compare it to the hundred hours you're going to save this year and the hundreds of hours you're going to save every year going forward. Not to mention if that person leaves and you need to train their replacement, there's another hundred hours you're saving. You see where I'm going with this? It's one of those things that if you want to have a healthy, sustainable business, you have to have documented operating procedures for your company so that these employees know what they need to do out in the field and they're not just standing around wasting everyone's time. All right, now let's move on to misconception number four, which is that we can't afford it. As we all know, the most common and costly mistakes in construction are often due to a lack of discipline in following best practices, right? And how can an employee follow your best practices when they're not written down, documented? That employee could never have been trained properly in the first place if you didn't have a written and documented way of how they were supposed to do that task. So when you, when you talk about things like safety violations, faulty installations, those oftentimes come from an employee who wasn't trained properly in the first place. You know, when you, when you take the time to train a person, um, 
most people will take that training seriously and want to try to do their best. They want to be safe. They want to install it correctly the first time. But you need to tell them it's your responsibility as a leader of a company to train them in how they need to install, how they need to stay safe, how your system works, right? And it's not even just limited to people that are out in the field. These are people that are in your office working every day. They need to be told exactly how things need to be done. You just have to make sure that you have clearly defined and communicated your expectations to your team. It's tough for them to follow your best practices if they don't know what those best practices are. Even just a few hours of training uh, from documented SOPs can really safeguard against a lot of legal and compliance issues, and not to mention job site accidents uh, that we talked about earlier. So um, really important that you have those documented procedures so that employees can follow them and you can hold them accountable to completing things the right way. Okay, so misconception five, I hear contractors say, oh, we hire based on experience. You know, so I don't need standard operating procedures because I'm going to get someone in who has a ton of experience in the construction industry already. They're going to be fine. Well, they're not going to be fine because even someone that you hire from within the construction industry is not going to know how you want things done in your company. Even a project manager coming over from another company, they may not have experience running things in the way that you want them run. They may be coming from a commercial company into your public works company or into your residential company and things just don't translate correctly. So if you want them to operate efficiently, if you want them to feel supported in their role and to feel confident when they make decisions, and I know everyone does, um, it's important that you have written procedures for how your company operates. What is your operate? What are your operational systems, right? How does this company make money, process a project? How do we go about handling our business at this company? How detailed do we get in our submittals? How, how detailed do we get in our project quotations? How do I submit a project quotation? You know, you can train people and they can take notes and they can try to listen to you, but the best way to do it is for you to have that written down ahead of time. Someone comes into your company, uh, a new hire, first day of onboarding, and they see that you have all of your stuff together, you have all of your documentation together, you have a nice robust training program, tasks already lined up for them to knock out. They can feel from day one that they're making a contribution. You can't rely on them to be up and running in a matter of days or weeks, whatever your expectation is, unless you can clearly communicate to them how things are done in your company. Um, and better yet, when you have how you do things all written down, clear and concise way, your talent pool just grows massively. Now you can hire from other industries. You can hire from the tech world, hire from education. You can hire from government work. You no longer rely on experienced people. You rely on great cultural fits, potential, diversity. You can hire based off these other qualities that will really contribute to the culture of your company and to the overall success of your company. And so, so these are all great things and we don't want to limit ourselves to just having to hire based off of experience. You don't want the same retreads kind of going around your local construction scene. You wanna bring fresh uh, perspectives into your company. You wanna bring new life into your company. And you wanna be able to train someone. If they're eager to come in and learn about construction and they're a sharp person, you want your company to be able to receive that person. And you want them to feel at home and just ready to go from day one. You want them to know that you're ready to maximize their potential. Let's move on to our last misconception here. Um, this is misconception number six, is that we'll just figure it out on site. 
right? How many times have we heard that? We'll figure it out on site. Um, we'll coordinate it on site. Uh, we'll just, we'll, I'll remember that and we'll, just, we'll take care of it on site. That is just such a recipe for disaster. You want your best installers installing, right? We said it before, we'll say it again. You don't want them to have to figure it out. You want to give them a defined plan of action so that when they're in the field, they don't have to think about it. You provide them already with a pre-curated immediate decision and direction for, for any moment that they can reasonably come across. The thing about this is you may think, oh, if we have too, too much of a rigid training program, then we will kind of dissuade or we'll scare off people who are really smart, but they just kind of want to do it their way, but they'd be really valuable otherwise. You know, that's just simply not the case. High achieving people want to be held to a high standard, whether it's from within themselves. And that's great if you can find a person that has their own high standards, but at the very least, high achieving people want to know what their standard is. And they want to know if I achieve this standard, I'll receive a promotion. I'll receive some sort of recognition and advancement in my career if I follow these uh, procedures. Low achieving people, they want to hide from that. They don't want the expectations. They don't want clear direction to be given to them. They want to be able to hide sometimes within a company and not really be accountable. But low achieving employees um, just will naturally weed themselves out of your company when you hold them to high standards. Okay. They'll go and they'll find some other company's time to waste, but you know, great employee doesn't mind being accountable. They want you to hold them to a standard and they want you to see that they are meeting or exceeding that standard. Those same people want to be trained. They want to be taught. They want to know that their career is in the right hands with your company. They'll be happier to come to work and it'll just be a better all overall working environment and company uh, for them to work in. So really important that we have those documented standard operating procedures. Okay. So, you know, those are, those are the main six that uh, went over uh, in a recent blog post on moderncontracting.com. That's where you can find a whole bunch of different uh, blog articles uh, that we've written. If you are a contractor who is interested in just how to modernize your business, how to systemize your business, and what other contractors are doing to um, to leverage technology and knowledge into making their business the best that it can be. So if you're interested in that kind of content, uh, that's where this podcast is held. Uh, moderncontracting.com is where you can read those articles, um, download podcast episodes. And I should say too, that just as we're wrapping up here, that uh, Modern Contracting is brought to you by uh, Subtrack. And that again is the workflow management software that I am a part of. You know, I, I try to speak from experience. I speak from my experience in the construction industry. I made Subtrack based off that experience. I had trouble balancing the management of projects, uh, people, and my company. So I know how difficult it can be. It can be very daunting to not only make sure your current projects are profitable, but that your employees are thriving while simultaneously your company is advancing in a way that you would like and contributing to the lifestyle that you want. So um, I made Subtract to kind of handle uh, a lot of problems that I was running into in the day-to-day. -day. It's kind of like an automated to-do list for everyone in your company. It's a tool that you can use to document all of your systems and Subtract will automatically delegate uh, tasks to your team. You can assign uh, tasks to do to your team out into the field, uh, all sorts of good stuff. So if you have trouble you know, managing people, managing projects, managing and tracking your overall company success, 
uh, I really recommend checking out Subtrack. It's a really powerful tool. We just started out. So we're looking for 10 founding members to kind of partner with us um, to be the first users of Subtrack. This is for contractors who want to kind of work alongside us, are interested in getting in on the ground floor of a new software. Contractors who are willing to, to help us, you know, to make our software the best it can be. And so we're looking for 10 of, 10 of you to work with. Um, in exchange for being one of those early adopters, uh, you'll get that priority access to Subtrack. You'll also get 25% off uh, any tier subscription for life. So if you even have an inkling that, hey, I may want to use Subtrack, I may, I feel like I should document my systems, even if it's down the line, um, you know, sign up to become a founding member. We'll also give you uh, a 90 day free trial with 90 days of one-on-one -on -one onboarding support. You know, I'll work with you uh, hand in hand to make sure that we're getting your, your system set up the right way uh, so you can feel good about documenting your systems and about your company using it. If you have any interest in that, go to subtract.com. That's S-U-B-T-R-A-K.com to sign up. Um, on a personal note, uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is John Enquist, and I'd love to connect, love to talk about construction. So hit me up on LinkedIn. Also, if you liked this type of information from this podcast, please, again, like and subscribe. If you have any comments too, like what other excuses have you heard contractors give on why they don't document their systems, why they don't have standard operating procedures or a good training program. Let me know those in the comments as well. I'm interested to see um, all the excuses that you've heard over the years. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Uh, maybe we'll make you know a part two to this podcast or something like that. So leave those in the comments as well. Thanks again for listening to the Modern Contracting Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jonathan Enquist. And until next time, happy contracting.